0: Good morning, everybody. It's true. This church building was glowing yesterday. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I saw it. <laughs> it was amazing. Hey, what a special morning. Sometimes it's just, you know, when you're stepping into a space that's full, and it's hard to put words to that, but it's just, it's called presence. Like it's not about numbers, it's not about, it's just, it's presence. Sometimes it can, that, this, that same sense of presence, you can experience it if it's just you sitting under a tree on the top of a, a mountain somewhere. <coughs> presence. Jesus' people get together in God's presence. You know, today is a very, very special day in the life of the, of the people of Jesus in the earth. Because the Holy Spirit is all about the manifest presence of the living God. You see, the long story, if, we, if, if we've read the book, the long story tells us that his presence was only ever found in one place. And people and tribes and nations, they would have to up stumps and mobilize themselves annually a number of times every year and make these great big journeys and treks all the way to where the presence of God was, which was in a temple. It was a beautiful temple. It was a sacred temple. It was a temple that was actually, it was like if you went inside it, it actually, and, and, and you, you grew up in that context of making that journey and you never made that journey alone. By the way, never made that journey into the presence of God alone. You would go with your family and your children, because you'd have to travel for days to get there, and you'd go as this people group, kind of moving, and and then you'd get to this place of God's presence. And the long story tells us that, you know, once upon a, once once in the story of God, it was was only just there. And if you stepped inside it and you grew up in that context and you, you stepped into the context of all of that, but only, only a few could get on the, you know, who knew the top guy <laughs> to get into the green room. <laughs> you know, it's like only the few got in the green room. <laughs> and only one guy every year would get into the, the holiest of the holy rooms where the very power of the living God resided and at best they never knew if that bloke was going to come out alive so they'd throw a rope on his ankle and they'd only take turns of it once a year because most of them most of the guys once a year they'd you know that that particular tribe they'd they'd cast lots and it's well it's your go this year mate you're in don't forget to put the rope on me Because they lived with this sense of the fear of God. They never knew if they were actually going to come out alive. That's why they'd only take... You didn't even really put your hand up for it. You were kind of nominated by your best friends. You know, someone stepped forward and everyone steps back and you're just left there. That was what happened. And and then this one guy would go in. And inside that... That room, inside that that place, the very fire, the manifest fire of God, the visual manifestation of the living God, the God that made the heavens and the earth and spoke it all into being, that God, that God, his presence lived there. There's a tangible sense of his commitment to his creation and his commitment to making, making everything right with his creation and all people through this one little group of people that would tend to God's presence. Amazing. It's, it's in this. It's in this. You should get a hold of that and read it, you know? It's in there. It's a great, it's a great account and it's not an epic of Disney. Don't hear that. Don't hear that. This, this, is, this is the account of these these people's revelation of experiencing both the fear and the kindness of this god who'd made himself known to them well why is that so special to us well you see once it was only in that one place that the fiery presence of the living god resided then comes jesus that nation's messiah and our messiah as well the messianic king turns up himself the son of god the son of man he shows us what god is like and at the same time in the mystery of it all he shows us what we're meant to be alike alive to god as a human being incredible and jesus comes along and says hey good news Good news, (laughs) good news. The long-awaited promise of God is about to fill the earth. I'm here to proclaim good news. And as he proclaims that good news, people are healed. People are set free from demonic powers and presences. People are reconciled, families become one. The poor get fed, the widows are cared for. There's this whole kind of roll of a wave of justness that flows through the whole earth. As this Jesus, the Son of God, comes and reveals the good news that that the kingdom, the long-awaited kingdom is finally coming. You see, when when these guys get together, you know, Jesus Jesus stepped into a context where these guys, they've, they've been waiting a long time. I mean longer than you have to wait for at the drive through I mean a long time. Long time. And even some of, you know, some of us in this room, we've got conditions and ailments and we've been praying for a long time. We've been hoping for reconciliation with family and friends and estranged ones. We've been praying for that for a long time. Well, these guys, they knew that long time and more. And then Jesus comes and he says, the time has come. No more long time. It's now time. He says, the kingdom of God is here now. Turn your heart, reconsider what you think who God is. Turn your heart to him and let him show you who he really is and come alive to him. He'll wash away all your sin. He'll wash away all your sense of unworthiness and guilt and condemnation and even all of the oppressive powers and spirits that are at work around you and in you. He will, just, he will wash it all away as you turn to him. The kingdom of God is at hand. And he says to this little rabble of people that hang around him, he says, You know, I'm going back to be with the Father, but you wait here. Waiting, there's that word again. Oh, we love to wait. You wait here because my Father's going to give you the gift that the long story of God's creation has been waiting for and crying out for. Even when people don't speak of their hunger, even the creation itself, the Apostle Paul, St. Paul tells us, it's groaning. It's groaning. Wait. Just wait because he's going to come. So Jesus ascends to be with the Father these guys, they gather around in this little room, both with a sense of expectation and at the same time with a sense of dread. Because saying yes to following Jesus and to acknowledging that Jesus is Lord, is, it's risky business in the earth. was for them. We probably don't get that so much in our context. But other parts of our, our world understand that, what it means to say yes to Jesus in a risky context. Don't ever forget to pray for your brothers and sisters that are in nations that are oppressed and where they're afflicted for saying they love Jesus. Never forget them in your prayers, never. And so they gathered in this little room and if you open the book, it's in Acts chapter 2. We might pop it on the screen if you haven't got a, a Bible. But if it, if you do, it's on. It's on. If you don't, it's on the screen there. Acts chapter two. So, here we go. The long wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <Whoa. laughs> <laughs> That word Pentecost. When the day of Pentecost came, Pentecost—it's means—it's just simply a word that means fifty. Fifty, yeah, fifty. There's fifty days since Jesus had been crucified and resurrected. Fifty. It was actually a feast, a festival that was taking place that God was now reinterpreting. All the guys had come into town for this festival, but now all of a sudden, God's reinterpreting it. He's taking an old festival and making it new. Oh, that he would do that with us. He would take our old festivals and make them new. The day of Pentecost came. They were all together in one place and then suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind. (laughs) (laughs) Oh! A violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. Now, some of you might sort of, what does that even look like? It's good to imagine those things. Some of you might have been here probably, it was probably in about 2013, 2014. We were here one Sunday morning. There was a storm building outside. And then the Holy Spirit was in this building and someone broke out in tongues. There was a young woman in her early 20s and she started speaking out in tongues, and then there was this massive clap of thunder that shook the entire building. Who was here that day? That, that's what happened. You know, our life and the life in, of these guys, it's, it's not that far apart. It's like this, really close. And then they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. And all of them who were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. And when they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed. <laughs> Aren't those guys who are speaking from Lawnton? <laughs> those guys? How is it that we can hear them speaking our native language? Parthenians and Medes and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia... Ferga and Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya and near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our very own language, our own tongue, amazed and perplexed. (laughs) What does this mean? You know when people don't get you? They're just perplexed. They're a little amazed because you don't fit inside their box. But they're just perplexed. Well, that's what was going on for these guys as they were looking at what was happening to these people who were being touched by the person of the Holy Spirit. Some of them, however, made fun of them and said they've had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven and raised his voice. This is his first public preach. Okay, This is like the first one he's done since he's made a meal of it, pre-cross, he made made a meal of it, abandons Jesus and then all of a sudden he's been restored by Jesus to relationship and then Pete has his first, this is his moment. This is his moment and he knew it. And he raised his voice and he addressed the crowd. He said, fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I'm going to say. These people are not drunk like you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what the prophet, this was what was spoken by the prophet Joel. So now Peter digs back into the, the prophetic history and story, and he pulls out Joel 2.28. In the last days, God says. So he's releasing recru- he's re- he's re- um, what has been a prophetic promise laid up and latent, waiting for its right and ripe moment to be unleashed into the earth. It's that it's that, that Peter is about to release I'm going to pour out my spirit on all people and your sons and daughters will prophesy and your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams even on my servants both men and women I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs in the earth below blood and fire and billows of smoke the sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord in the, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. What a moment. God has fulfilled his promise. You know the God whose only presence was in that one room inside the room inside the temple. Now that very presence is breaking out of the temple. And now the temple, the new temple of God in the earth is people filled with the fiery living presence of the, of the maker of heaven and earth. No longer do they have to trek for miles to go and be in the presence of God. No, God in his kindness is pouring out his presence on all flesh. All means all, all means all, not the qualified, not the dignified, not the educated, not the philosopher. No, even those that are self-disqualified. No, no, all means all. God's saying, guess what, people? I love you. Here's my spirit. And he placed it upon them. And there was a beautiful visual manifestation of that so that those who were watching that knew the inside story, Pete got it. He saw the inside story. The window was open. He saw that revelation. He went, this is it. No longer does the world have to wait and trek and go. No, no. God is coming to everyone now through the power of his Holy Spirit and he's going to indiscriminately and with favour and with justice and kindness and forgiveness, he's going to pour out his very presence on all flesh. Doesn't matter whether you think you're good enough or not. That doesn't matter to God. He loves you. He's pouring out his spirit. And it's not just a, an outpouring that happened once. There's some amazing places up in North Queensland at the moment. In Cairns and on the way up to Atherton, there's this road and there's these beautiful, I think it's called Barren Bar, Bar, Falls. Interesting name, Barron, but anyway, at the moment it's not. It, this, this waterfall, it is like just flowing. Water. Water. More water flowing. This is what it's like. From that moment... To this moment that you're sitting here right now, God is pouring out his spirit on all flesh all through the earth and people are coming alive to Jesus, even us. People are coming alive. Whew. Today is a great day that we celebrate the outpouring of the Holy Spirit where we don't end, enter into an... We're not entering an event When we experience the Holy Spirit, we are entering into the faithfulness of the living God whose presence is now among us. Today, of all days, we as the people of Jesus, we celebrate that with this outpouring, God is also pouring into us and through us that we might be like his son Jesus, good news to the world that we're living in. Not that we're pointing people to us, but that we're pointing people to the Christ in us who has been so kind as to reach us, to fill us with forgiveness and freedom and authority and a true identity. Not an identity that the world has said that we should mark our lives by, but an identity by the very maker who breathed his breath into us when he was fashioning us in our mother's womb. That, that God... He's inviting us into his story where we become those good news people who take this supernatural power. It's, it's like so crazy. This supernatural power to step into moments and spaces like with our, our amazing Bren who's battling for her life against cancer on every level. But we step in as these people who are now filled with this fiery presence of the living God. Yes, we'll step into that space because we bring the King's kingdom with us. We, we, we come not on any boldness of our own, But we do, like the people in the book, if you read just a bit further on, they got together and they're like, Oh God, oh God, fill us with boldness and stretch forth your hand with great signs and wonders that others might know Jesus. We just step into any and every space, every difficult space, every victorious space, because we bring the King's kingdom with us. And he wants us to release that kingdom. We are the people who are filled with the Spirit, We release his manifest gifts, his manifest power, his manifest authority and love. Even as people are saying yes to Jesus and giving him lordship. Today we celebrate that in this outpouring of the Holy Spirit, we are invited to be part of a moving and a transforming of the earth filled with his good news. Healing the sick, setting the captives free. The Holy Spirit is powerful and he is shaping you and me to be more like Jesus. And then not only is this about you, this is about us. We often hear this stuff through a self lens. but this, Put that one over there and put on the us lens for a moment. This is also about God building a people in the earth that live a life of his kingdom in such a profound way that people look at us just like they did back then. They go, these guys perplex us. Why is it that they always have this resource from God, whatever that resource need be? Why is it that these people, even though they're broken, yet they find this beauty in each other? What is it about these people that, that are just willing to put their hand up and say, oh, I'll serve, I'll clean, I'll, I'll clean the toilets so that someone else doesn't even have to think about it. I'll, I'll in the course of a day let God speak to my mind and my heart and go, you know what? That, that brother and sister, you need to pray for them right now. They need you. I'll, I'll, I'll let, you know, we're the kind of people who, like back here in this book, it says, you know, there was none among them with need. Gosh, yeah, sure, Lord, my wallet's yours. I'll just learn to live like that. Not Not easy. Perplexes me sometimes too, but this is the way of the kingdom. We love well, we choose to love well, we choose to give ourselves for the sake of each other that we might truly reflect Jesus and that the world who looks at us perplexed (laughs) and thinking we're crazy, yet at the same time, if you read the story, in the midst of that, the Holy Spirit grabs people's hearts and he adds them to the kingdom. Of Jesus along the way. Just through the simplicity of our love for each other. What a story. What a family. What a kingdom. And for those of us who are in the room who've done the journey for a while, a long while, there's a word there for us. For the seasoned saints, is a polite way of putting it. but that we would would give away our cynicism and our unbelief. We would give that away and we would let the Spirit of God dream in our hearts again that we might live alive to God and see our families changed and our, our communities come alive to God and churches flourish and the Holy Spirit poured out that we would choose to let go of our cynicism and our unbelief and go, yes, Lord, just like at the beginning. Oh, come fill me again, Holy Spirit. And for the, the next generation that are out here and next door and get, getting time spent with them and invested in, that they, sons and daughters, would be these rising, moving people in the earth that understand what it means to be prophetic Speaking the heart of God to their friends along the way that the king might come alive in them too. Young men and women, prophetic anointing, visions, dreams, favour, devotion, repentance. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Today we celebrate the person and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. How good is God? Who wants Holy Spirit? Who would like like a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit today? Paul says in Colossians, he says, my prayer for you guys is I am praying you would be filled with the Holy Spirit. Why? Because we're going to need it. We're going to need it. We need the help of the Holy Spirit to do this thing. We can't do it on our own. We can't do it in our own efforts. We need the help of the Holy Spirit. I think there's a few of us in the room that would like to be filled with the Holy Spirit today, afresh.